Welcome back, boils and ghouls, to Handle with Scare, a horror podcast brought to you by Tumbly Drunk and Holly Hooch. Be sure to stay connected with us via social media on Twitter at Handle with Scare. You can email the show at handlewithscarepod at gmail.com and find more information available on our website at handlewithscarepod.com. So joining me tonight, as always, is my co-host, Holly Hooch. And Holly... You know, yes. we've uh, we've we've been at it for a couple of weeks now. We have been doing our killer kid movies as we have been doing a <laughs> deep dive into pedophobia in horror movies. And you know what I what I love about the uh, the selections that we've had is we've actually had like three mm-hmm. different extremes. Yes, I agree. And if I didn't have pedophobia before, I have it now because <laughs> these kids are creepy. Yeah, they uh they definitely act a little bit different in this one as opposed to just being general assholes like what we saw uh, last week when we were discussing 1981's Bloody Birthday. Uh, oh my god, so, I love Bloody Birthday so much. <laughs> so we've basically gotten to see a fractured family into what happens when uh, children are born during a solar eclipse to uh, what happens when there's an infection that starts to infect the kids, uh, youngest to oldest, which we'll get into here in just a little bit. But anyways, uh, in regards for my week, uh, you know, it's Wednesday, so this is the day after Twisted Tuesday. We did a Korean double feature yesterday. Ooh, uh, so we started off with I Saw the Devil, which is more of a crime drama, uh, but, you know, it kind of deals with uh, this serial killer uh, who ends up, like, killing this agent's mm. wife. And this agent basically ends up going on a murder spree of his own, starts knocking off, like, the, the prime suspects until he actually finds the right guy. So, like, a government agent, not, like, a production agent or, like, right. a... <laughs> yeah, so, like, a C- CIA it, agent it, got it, got or whatever it, got it. the okay, Korean okay. equivalent is in this case. Somebody somebody with skills in, in how to track and kill people. I got you. Go yes. on. So, what continues is basically a game of capture and release between this agent mm. and this serial killer. Uh, so, the agent is basically just trying to make this guy suffer as much as humanly possible. And, of course, with every release, uh, the serial killer obviously isn't going to change his ways, continues to, no. you know, do his deed and, and whatnot. Of course. Uh, but, you know, what really stood out about that movie, and, you know, it's not the first time I've seen it, it's very visceral. The orchestral score in that movie really stands out. There's a lot of, like, really unique fight choreography, too, uh, which is not Sounds something like that a good you, one. Not really something you get to see a whole lot in this genre. Uh, and then after that, uh, we watch Warning Do Not Play, uh, which was streaming on Shudder, which has a lot of nods to the Blair Witch Project, but it was more reminiscent ah. of kind of like a Japanese horror movie with uh, the overall premise, because it kind of like revolves around this uh, mysterious movie that was supposedly shot by a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's definitely J-Horror vibes through and through, but uh, it was an entertaining week. Uh, well, and- I'm, st- I'm sorry I missed it. Although, I will say, I watched Amusement Park, and I kind of wish I hadn't, but let's go on. Absolutely. So, uh, outside of that, it's been a very busy week 
in horror we've had a ton of trailers dropping you know i knew last wednesday you and i were sitting down we were talking about hey the halloween trailer's gonna be dropping within the next week what happens it drops the day after we record so no. this is what we've got in the past week right like we got the halloween kills trailer we got a new Candyman trailer uh we got the don't breathe 2 trailer that dropped earlier today we have the uh, first trailer for uh, Fear Street, which is a three-movie event uh, that will be on Netflix premiering this Friday. And the first one is a 90s slasher, which I'm really excited about. Uh, and that's based on the Arl Stein books, kind of like the more grown-up <laughs> Goosebumps. Uh, so there's three different movies, and it's all based around like a certain town and three different time periods. So I'm really excited. We've got it like an explosion of, like, content this past week on top of, like, Chattanooga Film Festival. There's Ethereum mm -hmm. Film Festival, which is streaming now over on Shudder. I already went through all of that, uh, which is, you know, nine uh, short films all directed by women. And granted, they're not all horror, but they're, like, horror, sci-fi, uh, action. So a lot of, like, different genres kind of, like, mixed in. That so sounds really cool. There's been so much going on, and it's been a lot to kind of, like, unpack and unwind. But it's not what we're here to do. We're, we're here to talk about more asshole children Babies. in horror movies. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, this movie. So, right off the bat, should we just give... Should you tell me if you liked it or not? Or do, should we go through the movie and then talk about that? Let's, uh, let's go... Let's... First, introduce a movie for starters. Oh, so okay. What, what, yes. what, what did we go ahead and watch for this week's selection? We watched The Children, which uh, came out in 2008. It's a British movie. Oh, so you're not going to pronounce your T's. Okay. <laughs> well, not when I'm faking an accent, sir. Mm -hmm. But you, uh, I mean, I can, ooh, I can try doing the plot. Okay. So, uh, Two families, which are connected by two sisters, meet up for Christmas in this uh, really good-looking country house in Britain. And it's snowing and everything's kind of nice. There's uh, Between the two couples, there are four small, small children and one teenager. Um, they, uh, there's a little bit of tension that's built up because it's a horror movie. And then you uh, you learn that there is a, a viral infection that the kids are getting, which is causing them to uh, become violent. And not just a little violent, not like regular kid violent, but like murdery violent. And then there's a lot of confusion about who's doing what and what's happening. And then there's quite a bit of maiming and killing. And then um, what's next? There's a lot of like running around the house um there's some vomiting there's there's actually quite a bit of vomiting and uh the you know grand finale people die and then some don't and then uh open ending on that one okay that was me going through it really fast <laughs> <laughs> um i have to be honest like i i i'm not the biggest fan of this movie which is really crazy because it's got everything i like mm -hmm. it's got british people it's got like <laughs> violence it's got blood it's christmas i love christmas so <laughs> i was really uh surprised that i wasn't a, a, a bigger fan and on top of that you know that i'm a like really easy judge like usually like it doesn't take much for me to love some shit and i think the reason that i didn't um particularly like this movie as much as um some other ones that we've been watching is that um it just seemed a little lazy and the pacing was a little weird. It did some stuff really well, but 
overall, that was kind of my opinion. But I'm going to hand it off to you. And then you're going to tell me uh, how <laughs> all the stuff that I missed, because that was a really quick recap. And we've got another like, you know, 55 minutes to fill. So <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, tell, me so, what's up. tell me what you think. So so to be fair, like this is a, a shorter movie, like it's the typical like 90 minute duration, which you're, we're kind of accustomed to seeing in regards to the genre. Uh, but, you know, what, what I thought was very interesting is, you know, we kind of like open in the dead set on the winter night as, uh, you know, one of the families is making the drive up to uh, mm-hmm. you know, her sister's house. And, you know, it focuses a lot on kind of like the isolation aspect of it because you see like the tree lines, you know, you hear like the winter uh, wind mm-hmm. cutting through. Uh, and, you know, like we're not even five minutes into this movie and you already have one of the kids acting up. You know, Polly is up trucking all over the <laughs> cement, right? And like his mom, uh, Chloe... Is basically just assuming, oh, you know, he just he's a little uh, car sick, right? Like kids you know, are kids, kids get you know, sick. They it, they it happens, <laughs> and you know, like even her her sister complains to to Chloe about the fact that oh, great, like you brought your kids here when they're sick, and you know, Chloe's just like, what? They're kids, like that shit just happens. It's unavoidable. It's just a part of life. Uh, but you know, we we have this interaction really early on with the family where you know you're starting to get to know everyone, and there's definitely some things that are just really off-putting at the start. And I, I I know the whole consensus of, well, everyone's family is a little bit nutty. But here's, right. here's what happens really early on in this movie. One, you have the sisters talking back and forth about not inviting their mother to this get-together because she just messes the routine up too much, right? <laughs> then you have the kids laughing over the fact that their grandma had drunkenly fallen off the toilet one night thanks to a special punch that they had served at one of the at one of the parties, basically. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this family's a little fucked, but yes, go on. Yeah, so again, you know, Polly not feeling too hot right at the start starts acting oh, up. Right. Polly, by the way, is like what, four? Yeah, he is. He's the, a little one. He's, he's little. the youngest. He's the littlest. He's the yes. youngest out of the four children in this movie. So he's acting up and he just smacks his dad in the face right off the bat. <laughs> and yes. what follows is this, this uh, tip of the hat to, uh, you know, Polly not really liking things rough, but his mother, on the other hand, you know, is. Is okay with that sort of stuff in the bedroom. See, there there are like s- sexual innuendos in this movie that like they actually explain to the kids like like <laughs> what the hell is going on. So there's this conversation between Chloe and her sister, uh, where you know Chloe was basically saying like you know I had to get permission from my daughter's school in order to get her away for you know this holiday. And, you know, her her sister basically remarks, well, you should just offer them blowjobs, which uh, she has to explain her little daughter as her mom. What's a BJ? And she describes it as a big belly gym jab. Now, I I don't know if that's just a British (laughs) slang for like jelly beans or like some sort of cracker or whatever. But the comment that Chloe made uh, like right after this is just like it, it basically tells you. You know, this family has no limits, essentially, when it when it comes to these sorts of things, because she says, I didn't want to get the cane for speaking with my mouth full. And this is all oh, an Jesus. iteration of this whole blowjob comments uh, that mm-hmm. 
<laughs> her sister had made. But it's just well, like, I think it's just like walking the on? line. The whole movie was sort of walking the line between this like parents that think that they're really good parents mm -hmm. and then showing signs of not being good parents. Like one of them was there's four adults in the house, right? Remember that scene where uh, Chloe, which is the, the brunette mom who owns the house, she's uh, putting away the recycling and she is throwing away what is something like 20 bottles of wine. There's so much fucking, there's so many empty bottles of wine. I'm a drinker. I'm a heavy drinker. And even I know when you put only four people in a house and you only been, they're only there for two days, by the way. Mm -hmm. So like, it's, it, it was kind of blew my mind because it, 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 I thought that it was a nod saying these guys, these fuckers drink too much. They're not great parents. And so I think it kind of goes around like that a little bit. There's a lot of like parent shaming in the movie. Like, for example, Jonah, the uh, visiting dad, not the home, not the home team dad, but the visiting dad, <laughs> he, um, he he's talking he's uh he's really full of himself right so he's talking throughout the whole movie about the business venture and you know he's he's basically just uh, likes to hear himself talk as well and so he thinks he's very intelligent he's talking about all these diseases that kids are getting out of you know blah blah, blah. and then it, it's just very obvious like well your kids are sick right now dude they're sick mm -hmm. with something crazy right now and you're not even fucking paying attention okay so <laughs> I mean, like, I thought that the movie did that a lot. And I kind of actually liked that. There was a lot of bits in the movie that I liked. Um, the ones that I didn't like were, like, the overdramatic, um, like, cutaway scenes mm -hmm. that that were... The, the whole family scene. Well, the second time I watched the movie, if you... Since you already know where the jump scares are and you already know where the death scenes are, you could just watch the movie and, and be calm about every other scene, right? Because the first time you're watching the movie, the editing, the sound editing, and the, the camera work is telling you to be afraid, right? So that's um, amping up the tension. So the second time you watch it, they're just, the kids are just being kids. The kids are actually fine. Even when Polly smacks his dad, like, is, kids do that, you know? Like, kids smack people, and then you tell them no, and then you teach them not to. And so all the kids are actually fairly normal throughout the whole movie, with the exception of the times where they kill people. So <laughs> outside of that, like when you take out the editing, like the it, it could have been just like a, a, a random just a drama movie. Like mm -hmm. it, it didn't have to be a horror movie. But um, I did appreciate, like I was saying, uh, those little tidbits of like the, the family life. And like you were saying, they excluded grandma. Because they think they're better than grandma, but then they're also being kind of shitty parents themselves. Well, yeah, they don't want to see their grandma pass out drunk at the toilet again and, you know, up truck everywhere. Uh, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, you know, so there's a lot of drinking going on early and that does include the teenager, Casey, in this case, you know, throwing back some drinking whiskey. Drinking scotch <laughs> or whiskey. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we also see, like, you know, we do know that Jonah, uh, like the, the stepdad, I guess would be the best way to put it, is teaching his youngest uh, how to speak Chinese because you know he's pro he's pro China and he's trying to uh, evolve his business and you know that's one of his right. primary reasons for actually going to this family get together uh, in the first place and of mm -hmm. course to have a little fun you know on the side too but uh, you know that's if Casey permits because you know she's the angsty teenager who gets blamed for literally everything in this movie uh, even though it's not actually her. But we'll the only thing it. wrong she did in the movie was just open willingness to kill children. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing she did wrong. <laughs> yeah, so uh, during this whole, you know, conversation between all the adults as they're, you know, drinking whiskey, you know, Polly comes in, or Polly 
basically scares Leah, uh, who is one of the younger uh, kids. The second youngest. The second yeah. youngest. Uh, she's maybe like five or she, seven. She's or frightened because she thinks that Paulie's acting a little weird, which, uh, you, you which know, she is. a little bit. You know, we basically cut into like the kid's bedroom and you see Paulie basically staring out into space. He's uh, looking at the wall and he's hitting this xylophone, xylophone. which he <laughs> constantly smacks throughout the entire movie like it's his favorite thing. Uh, you know, I... I don't know if he was just reenacting him smacking around his stepdad the entire movie or if he actually liked the sound that it made. I don't know. It could have been both for all I know. But, you know, he has a scene mm-hmm. with a xylophone throughout uh, all of this. So what proceeds is this bonding relationship between Uncle Robbie and the teenager, Casey. What was up with that? <laughs> it was a little weird. It was a little like, you know... Uh, crossing the line, but then it was like kind of pointless. Yeah, like all these little sub stories are kind of really fucking pointless. It, it was so. kind of like the 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 coinage of like kissing cousins type relationship. <laughs> like we're not related by blood. Why don't you show me your belly tattoo, you 14, 15 year old girl? Yeah, so you know it starts off with uh Robbie basically taking Casey out to like find the perfect spot the phone for signal, cell phone yeah. reception because Casey wants to blow this joint. Uh, both fear- figuratively and literally, because she doesn't want to stay the whole weekend. She she makes mm-hmm. plans with a friend to come pick her up, uh, which doesn't really pan out. But she also ends up smoking up with her Uncle Robbie later in the movie when mm-hmm. he's uh, smoking a blunt in the greenhouse. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, while all this is going on, we hear uh, Jinxie, which is the family cat, basically just meowing like a like a madman in the background because she's off playing in the woods doing whatever. Uh, and we don't really know what happens to Jinxie other than the fact that oh, no. you know, it sounds like Jinxie yeah. was getting <laughs> attacked by something. <laughs> and you just like see the Jinxie's collar throughout the movie just randomly hanging in the tent or, mm-hmm. you know, not randomly. It's hanging in the tent, but it's just they cut to it like three more times. And you're like, oh, yeah, there was a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to connect with the cat. <laughs> remember the cat, everyone? No. <laughs> well, uh, at least in this in this case, the cat was alive. You know, it wasn't just found dead, and you know, wasn't pretending to be alive throughout the entire movie. Like good night, mommy. But you know, that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> so, Paulie, again, the youngest out of the four, uh, still acting kind of weird. You know, he's standing in front of his parents' bed as. Uh, they're sleeping, you know, he's just staring off into space because that's what he does. Apparently. It's do that. And it's uh, do that, by the way. I did that. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so, <laughs> so as you mentioned, you know, we we have like the tent, which uh Leah's basically like, hey, no adults are allowed inside this tent. And of course we we peer inside and you know the kids have like strung up some like different toys in the tent, and then there is uh Jinxie's collar. Uh, which we can visibly see is Jinxie's because it has, you know, Jinxie's name on it. His name on it, yeah. Uh, which, you know, so obviously the cat's gone at this point. Uh, cat's gone. Cat's uh, dead. Yes. We don't get to see Cat, though. Cat's just gone. Yeah, Paulie was probably the person who murdered it because he is the youngest and probably. that's just how the infection works uh, in, in this case in point. So basically, we, we move ahead. The kids are playing outside and Paulie ends up uh, sliding down and he, he kind of like grazes Chloe uh, who is like bringing out some I, I want to say it's like hot, hot chocolate, chocolate. 
And yeah, it just it, and it falls it, all over Jonah. It goes everywhere over Jonah, and Jonah just goes apeshit, right? Starts spanking the shit out of Pauly uh, for you know sliding down there and causing all this scene, and you know that that kind of oh, and blames the teenager. Where a, were a bit you? Of a commotion, right? Like you're supposed to be watching our kids while we don't do anything. Yeah, great parenting, dude. That's why you have Good a fractured relationship with Casey in the first place. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I didn't realize he was stepdad until the very end of the movie where uh, Casey's like, I told you he was a knob. And <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, that's a stepdad. So it's just like, okay, I missed that one slight point. <laughs> go on, go on though. All right, so then we have the uh, the smoking of the blunt in uh, the greenhouse between Casey and Robbie, uh, the uncle in this case. And that's when we got this very touching moment of Robbie realizing that Casey has a stomach tattoo. <laughs> and, yes. you know, you know, <laughs> Casey, she pulls up her shirt a little bit to show that she has a, 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 a fetus tattooed, like, right by her belly button. Because, and I quote, she's the abortion that got away. Yeah, that's and, a very teenager thing And to do I was too. like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, clearly she she wasn't the uh the planned child. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she she is the eldest out out of this group. But it's just like <sighs> that was just a weird conversation in the first place, but like well, <laughs> you you kind of expect, you know, that teenage angst. And of course, you oh, know, yeah. the tattoo She's completely yeah, she's uh, she's acting completely within the bounds of teenagerdom. Like it's it's it, it you know this, this makes perfect sense to me. What seemed creepy to me was Uncle Robbie. Like I don't know, I don't know. I didn't like it. It felt weird, and I think that was the point because it's acting. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure <laughs> then everyone kind of anywhere. That, that creepy uncle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, and then uh, cut to. So we are at the dinner table at this point, uh, and this is where the kids all start to do the whole monkey see, monkey do act, I guess would be mm-hmm. the best way to put it, uh, where all of them start acting up. But first, we have uh, Leia tying Jonah's shoelaces together at the dinner table, uh, and Miranda, who is the the oldest of the kids, uh, mm-hmm. is kind of like the, the last one to start feeling sick out of the four. You know, they all start crying. They're making a big scene. Uh, And at one point, Chloe is trying to get Miranda to eat her peas off of her dinner plate. And Miranda (laughs) basically just claws her in the face. Yeah, but we should point out that Chloe's doing this even though her uh, uh, mom over here, Elaine, Mm -hmm. is like, no, man, she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. She's like, oh, no, no, no. Let me parent your child. And then, bam, scratched in the face. That was a little satisfying, I'll have to say. But then it's also, it was very chaotic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The whole scene was really chaotic, right? And that was the whole point, really amping up the tension. And I I felt it. I remember the first time around, like, yeah, you you know, you just kind of tense up because people like all the kids are screaming and glasses are breaking and shit's falling over. And there's just so much mayhem in this one room. And yeah, you just you feel the the frustration just crawling up the back of your neck. Although I will say nobody did a better job, in my opinion, than the Babadook. I mean, that movie ramping up the tension of a single mom having to deal with a kid with the issues. Yeah, that's that was 
that was special. My, my, my husband had to like leave the room. Nothing horrifying had happened. He's like, I can't deal with this kid. Mm-hmm. And he just walked out. I'm like, okay, I go buy cigarettes and never come home. Right. So, <laughs> I guess that's how that happens. Yeah, I, I think my, my favorite sequence in that movie is when the mom looks at her, her son and she's like, why can't you just be normal? And the kid's, ah! <laughs> in the <laughs> <back. He's> freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> Oh, that was great. <laughs> Don't worry, right, Mom. I'll protect you. Yeah, but anyways. All right. So all of it. We got all this commotion the, going on. Children. Yes. All this commotion going on. You know, uh, you got Chloe getting clawed in the face by Miranda. All the kids are in hysterics. Uh, and Casey, at this point, is sneaking off to get picked up by her friend. Uh, as uh, her uncle is basically like bringing some of the kids outside to play with them, kind of like get them distracted and you know, diffuse the situation. Diffuse yeah. the situation because he doesn't know. They, the parents don't know how else to you know handle it at, at that point in time. So everyone kind of like goes their separate ways. Uh, oh, at, but at, don't at forget, point. Polly. Polly knifes his dad on the way out to go play. He does. Did that happen before? Um, was that before? Or after? I think that was later, though. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, so that's after the. The Robbie incident. Yeah, tell us about is, the Robbie. That is incident. after what happens to Robbie. Man, you know Robbie. He had a rough go of it. You know he's trying to play with the kids. Eventually, ends up sliding down the hill, and uh, he kind of like, like goes right into like. I'm trying to think what he actually hits. It was like some sort of like claw or like some sort of like gardening. Uh, I know what he hit. So. Polly puts him on the sled, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't an accident, right? He went on the sled on purpose. That part right. I was like, wait, because things are happening so chaotically that sometimes the story was hard to follow. Um, and so he's sliding down the hill, which is not that steep. And, and Nikki, which is his kid, right, right, is dragging around a wagon that has a bunch of random shit on it. Like, you know, toy stuff and mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Well, on the side of this wagon is also hanging out this uh, three-prong uh, gardening tool, very okay. sharp red gardening tool and he slides his face first into it and that's what um that's what that that's what starts this whole thing all right so it was a garden it was a garden tool yes (laughs) yeah so uh robbie he's got a pretty gnarly uh head wound uh and you know blood's everywhere his wife is freaking out uh, and we see, you know, we kind of inside, and that's when, you know, Jonah is trying to defuse the kids who are still inside, which is Polly in this case. Uh, so he sets Polly up on the counter. Polly, being a little shit, knocks over some knives, uh, ends up picking one up, and he, he slashes Jonah with one. So, the wrist or something, yeah. You know, <laughs> what, what do you expect? He's a stepdad. Like, <laughs> really, none of the kids really liked him outside of uh, Miranda. Wait, so wait, I thought... Polly was his, and I thought Miranda was his, biologically. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so maybe Casey was uh, the only was one earlier not on. on that relationship. Yeah, the stepdad. More, more than likely. But it's hard to tell because then we start seeing kids dying. Go on and tell the rest. <laughs> oh, so the kids basically run out into the woods, uh, which is Polly, Leia, and Nikki, uh, and you know. We hear Leia basically whimpering in the woods, and Casey's the one out there uh, who ends up coming back after, like, she hears the screams from uh, Robbie's death, essentially. So she doesn't go through with her whole, I'm going to abandon, you know, my family to go hang out with my friends. Right. I think there was, like, she some other know, party that she wanted to go to, and her mom wasn't having any of it. 
Yeah, in the beginning of the movie, she was like, there'll be so many more parties. I just want you here for two days. Just two days. And I was, come on, Casey. It's just two days. And mm-hmm. Casey's like, nah. So she tries to sneak away, but then she changes her mind, comes back. But she comes back to the murder scene or accident scene at this point, whatever you want to call it, and has to tell her mom, oh, I wasn't here helping with the kids. I was running off, but I came back mm-hmm. just in time not to see anything, just the dead body. Yeah, and where um, is where is that dead body? It's not where it was left. Nope. What happens? You know, suspends your uh, movie logic disbelief momentarily, right? Uh, the kid. I mean, basically, <laughs> prop Robbie's big corpse. Grown man. Yes, a grown probably man. Six, probably 180 six, some pounds. Six feet, 180 pounds. <laughs> plop him on top man. of the sled, right? So between a, a five-year-old and uh, a nine-year-old and maybe the 10-year-old Miranda, she, no, because Miranda was screaming her head off inside. Mm-hmm. They they managed, but, oh, but, you know, you know, the, the director did manage to put some bloody wagon tracks yeah. on the snow yeah. to indicate maybe that they used some, you know, some help with the, from the wagon. Mm-hmm. But yes, the body is gone. Yeah, and it's moved into the kid-only tent. Which, of course, you know, what happens to be inside? One of the kids laugh hysterically because uh, she's doing a little, I wouldn't necessarily say uh, surgery, more so as a, like, just trying to combine two things in one because, you know, you got toys involved, kind of like jamming it into the open wound that uh, Robbie has on his on his ribs for some reason. Like, they didn't really show... I think they make that. I think they made that wound because he hurt his face, right? Right. And then when he's inside, then and then she... the We think Leia stuck her baby doll into his belly. Right. But I think she was just like... They, they, they had the scene earlier where she kept putting her baby doll inside her cardigan, mm-hmm. sort of to indicate that it had come out of her belly. So I think it was just the... I think it was more innocent. I think it was more like, this is where babies come from. You know, what do they know? So, which incidentally, later when there is uh, the potent- the the murder attempt on Elaine, they go for the womb there too. Isn't that weird? How funny? How interesting? So we can what, only what, what happens after that? We, oh yeah, we we can only assume <laughs> that they cut Robbie open because, like, how else is she going to get the baby inside of his chest? Right? Like, exactly. Yes. But yeah, but. <laughs> But, you know, it's that, it's that whole thing where, like, you know, the one of the adults enters the tent, you know, sees the bloody blanket. Fucking basically. Chloe. <laughs> and it's just like, really? You're not going to have any sort of reaction, right? Like, you're just, mm-hmm. oh, what's this? Obviously, you saw the blood trail uh-huh. <laughs> from the wagon. Your husband. Your husband's that was her husband. body is not where it was. Because, you know, she did say with the corpse for or the supposed corpse, his Robbie does kind of, like, pop up uh, during the whole, like, baby scene. Oh, um, yeah, he wasn't dead. Yeah, he wasn't Oh, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't dead. dead. <laughs> and so, the like, ambulance, which was called, just never shows up. Mm-hmm. But I guess later you find out that this might be a wider spread problem, so that might sort of give you a little bit of a hint. Yeah. At first I was like, is it that remote, or what? This doesn't make any sense. Where's mm-hmm. the fucking ambulance? Yeah, so so after uh, the whole tent sequence, we see Paul Lee on some uh, a, a jungle gym, basically, or jungle bars. And he's, you know, he's crying out. His mom hears him, and she's trying to, like, get him down, essentially. And, of course, Paulie, 
being the little shit that he is, is like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just going to take another step back, you know, further away from my mom as she's trying to maintain her balance on, you know, the slippery bars of this uh, gym equipment for the playground. And, w- of course, what happens? She slips. I, I want to say one of the kids pulls on her leg in order for the slip to happen, though. I know it happens. I can't really, remember. It happens really quick, but I'm pretty sure one of the kids actually pulls on her ankle, and you kind of see her like snap back, and of course, you know, the bone basically shoots straight through her leg. And yeah, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty gnarly <laughs> sequence there. But yes, it was. But she's also she's wearing these like small heeled boots, mm-hmm. which. I mean, they're not ridiculous boots, but um, I, I think that they were sort of indicating before that, like, oh, it's slippery out and she's wearing these boots that are not going to hold on to the snow very well. But do you really think that that fall would have caused that bone break? Because I was just thinking, like, mm, I don't know. But you know what? Let's. It's a horror movie. I yeah. shouldn't be questioning the kills. You're right. Let's I, move on. I, I will say <laughs> I, I, I do not believe it in this, in this <clears> instance. <throat> And also, like, all the things that Polly did, except for the part where he slices Jonah's arm. Um, but the kill with Robbie and then uh, breaking his mom's leg, they just seem more like accidents than anything else. Like, mm-hmm. m- malicious accidents where he he wanted them to get hurt, but he couldn't have known what was going to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there was just no way. Unlike Leia and Nikki, who were fucking sticking shit into people. So, you know. <laughs> There's that. Yeah, so, uh, of course, Casey coming back after uh, not deciding to abandon her family for the weekend, uh, finds her mother in the snow, and, you know, she brings her over to the greenhouse uh, and, you know, tries to barricade themselves in so, you know, Casey can check the wound. Uh, she applies a, uh, a stint, basically, to keep everything in place. And, of course, what happens, the kids are trying to break in. They're throwing a ton of, like, rocks and shit at the greenhouse uh, to, like, shatter all the the glass windows uh, panes. And, you know, we we also see uh, later on uh, Chloe and Leia inside the tent. Uh, You know, that's when we see, you know, the whole baby doll sequence with Robbie's chest. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, Casey sees this, tries to drag Chloe out, you know, because Chloe, uh, Casey's like the only one who was like understanding like what's happening. Like these little kids yeah, are killing everyone. Charms <laughs> with what's going on, and I know this is something that you've brought up before: the idea that like parents are kind of unable mm-hmm. to see the fault in their kids or that their kids are doing wrong. So that part makes a lot of sense. We're like, oh, you know, and also they're very little kids. Right. Like it would be insane that they would be doing this on purpose. So I can I can get that part, and then. It makes a little bit of sense because, you know, as a teenager, uh, Casey um, has more strength and, and more uh, mental capacity to mm-hmm. come up with these kinds of attacks, whereas the small ones don't. Right. So, like, I the disbelief, like, it made sense, uh, but it was also very infuriating because, of course, Casey's right. Everybody else is wrong and nobody will listen to Casey. Nope. And in fact, people are very mean to Casey starting at this point. <laughs> To be fair, though, part of that is because Miranda is the one blaming everything on, oh, on, yeah. on Casey. Well, so Chloe's she... also like, wake up, Jonah. It's mm-hmm. Casey. What are you going to do about it? I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, I was, I was very annoyed with Chloe after her little speech, but 
you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, Keep I mean, watching. That's what. Chloe, Chloe was a shit, too, because even, like, when they're trying to get back inside the house, what happens? Chloe locks Casey out of the house because she actually believes, mm-hmm. you know, Casey is the one behind all of this. Uh, and then we we cut back to the greenhouse where Polly grabs a pair of scissors uh, dun, dun, dun. and he gets tripped up and he's looking to kill Casey in this sequence until... His mom reaches up and grabs Paul. He drags him down to the ground and he basically crashes into uh, some of the like broken <clears throat> glass, basically. And he gets yes. killed on impact. So Paulie, you... Paulie's not done. Paulie, the three-year-old or the four-year-old. Like that was, uh, I don't think I'd ever seen that before in a movie where they, uh, and they, I mean, like, uh, it's been noted in, in various, like, uh, reviews of the movie that mm-hmm. uh, the violence in it is very subdued and that you don't get to see a lot of it. You you have to make a lot of assumptions You're, and a lot of connections that your brain will make automatically, right? So you might not see a lot of, like, connecting hits with the kids. Well, some some you really do, actually. But uh, this was, like, so this is the first one, right? This is the first uh, kid that's killed. And it did feel really wrong. Like we, I know he's, I know he's like a, a little psycho right now, killing people and he's sick, but I feel like they should have tried restraining the children more. I was just thinking, have we considered tying up three-year-old Polly? Cause I don't think it'd be that hard. If there's two grown ass women sort of in that greenhouse and nobody could just fucking hold on to him. And like, you know, granted, I don't one, know. Of, one of them has a leg injury, but you know, it kind of like, it brings, on one leg, it brings she's got a up, good leg still. Like, it always brings up the question that people always ask of, like, oh, how many, like, four-year-olds could you beat up at one time? <laughs> and then I people are just like throwing, like, at least, at least Polly. <laughs> like, I think I could take Polly. I don't even think this should be a for discussion. <laughs> so, okay, so, uh, so here's my point. Like, I thought it was uh, fairly interesting that the movie went ahead and, and, and started and, and killed the kid, right? Because that's pretty, like, unheard of. And, uh, and so on the one hand, it's like, wow, it's really unheard of. They really took it there. Like, okay, they're, you know, that's, that's interesting. But then on the other hand, like, I, I, I felt bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, 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 <laughs> like it was, <laughs> it was a little jarring. And, uh, and then, but of course, you know, horror movie, but, uh, <laughs> that's all I could think even later with the other kids. I was like, have we considered restraining them? Has anybody considered tying them up? Or throwing because a lamp at a- them. We didn't, we didn't get to see any lamp throws. Come on. That seems completely okay at this point. Well, it seemed okay when it happened in the first place and bloody uh, birthday, but mm-hmm. yeah. How come nobody tried the lamp trick with Polly? <laughs> Did anybody even consider bringing around some lamps? Nope, okay. But let's, not. let's, let's move on. Cause they were outside. Polly is dead. There's no lamps outside. Three... <laughs> there's no, there's no lamps allowed in the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Polly is down. Three-year Polly is down. And uh, and I thought that was very surprising. Yep. And there, you know, you have Chloe sounding off. Oh, it's Casey's the one doing it. She's the cause of all the death happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that... Yo, what was really interesting at this point, though, sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, I've been doing it all show. Why not? So <laughs> there's like loudness, loudness, loudness. Polly gets killed, which is a very simple kill, too. Like the mm-hmm. mom just kind of pushes him back and then boop. And then boop, you know, it's just a little boop. And like, there goes Polly. And then silence, which was, I mean, of course, meant to, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, uh, just make the, the, the moment more dramatic, right? Mm-hmm. So, but but it, it worked because you're like, oh, 
it's it's just very surprising and it just kind of I, I don't know I, I just thought that was really interesting and I, and I was really <laughs> I was following the movie pretty closely at this point just like with the surprise yeah, and there were quite a few times where, you know, you see Casey with her mom and your mom is still trying to, like, process right. what actually happened because that like, she killed her baby. Yeah. She doesn't, like, fully realize it. And, you know, Casey's starting to say, like, you know, you, you did what you had to do. Like, he, he was he was going to kill me. Um, but she wasn't even case. trying to kill him. She was, like, pushing him back or something. I don't know. I don't know. It was it was a quick scene for sure. Mm. But, yeah, so she's processing Casey's all in. She's like, nope, here's a knife, mom. Don't let the kids in. Something's wrong. Uh, you know, and then enter Chloe screaming. Yep. So, you know, Chloe at this point is just ir irate, thinking that it's Casey. Uh, and, you know, she's still upset because, like, her kids are still out in the woods. No one knows what the hell is going on in that front. Uh, so Chloe and Jonah basically head out into the woods to to find the other three children and this mm -hmm. is where, you know, Nikki comes into play attacking his mom in the woods, basically pulling on her uh, giant hoop earrings. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, you also have the, the other side of that where Leia basically ends up stabbing Chloe in the eye. Uh, so it's a little twofer in, the, in this case. <gasps> yes, her two babies tag team to kill her, which is pretty rough. Um, on, the, on, the, on the hoop front... I don't know. I mean, I'm wondering if that, I mean, they'll definitely, I don't know, you know, that'll bring you to your knees. That's true. You know, if somebody tugs on your hoop, but you know, like it's, it's, it's an earlobe, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna kill you. But then again, you know, you've got, you know, Leia put, uh, ramming in the incredibly sharp crayon pencil that they got going on, that they had, that, that they, that she found on the fucking yeah, she forest was pulling floor. The, uh... I mean, clearly it was hers, but she was like, Oh, look at this very sharp. And then I guess she's got enough strength to put that through you know her eye right i mean eyes are squishy mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna give him that one i was very incredulous at first and you gotta remember like mom is not gonna be suspicious of her kids she's very happy to find them and then here's you know nikki pulling on the hoop earring and then leia coming in with the kill okay okay i'm gonna give it to him <laughs> but they're but they don't get robbie there's no way they move that body all right, what Yo. scene happens after this one? Okay, so there, there goes, there goes Chloe. Finally. Mm -hmm. All right, so we are at. Okay, let me see here. Uh, Casey and Miranda are basically like going at it at, at one point here. Uh, oh, right. Miranda, I, I couldn't understand why. So Miranda's holding the phone, right, and she's making cat noises, and she's being a little shit for sure, but um. Right. Why I beat the shit out of Miranda again? Because she wasn't. I mean, was she trying to attack her? It feels. It feels like maybe Casey like preemptively attacked Miranda, kind of knowing that shit's going down. I think but, it was more kind of like the signal that Casey was convinced that Miranda killed Jinxie because she is making all like the cat noises. Oh, but Jinxie isn't even their cat. I mean, not that it, you know, cats, cats, you know, matter and all, but you know, like it's. It's the it's the their cousin's cat, you know, like, so mm -hmm. I don't know. Not that I mean, I would be very upset, too, but I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Like, it, it just seemed like a little tiny little bit of a leap. I'm going to I'm going to bet on more like Casey's like Miranda's in on this. She's going crazy. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's trying to get the phone away from her because they do a lot of like cutscenes to like the the phone stations being empty, like no phones. Right. So no way to call for help. So maybe like she's like upset that okay there we go I, I I'm okay now we can go on the, the help wasn't <laughs> going to arrive one way or the other 
Oh, but, no, it really was not. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Stepdad Jonah sees this and he, he snaps and he basically uh, locks Casey inside this bedroom. After uh, <laughs> hitting her in the fucking face with a mm-hmm. tiny little telephone uh, uh, booth like figurine that looked like it hurt. So yeah, like locks her in the, in this bedroom and takes Miranda with him and then takes off leaving his wife, Elaine behind. What the fuck is that all about? Wasn't that yeah, weird? He's like, I'm taking my daughter deuces. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. And you, know, you, you have Miranda basically going up to her mom, hugging her and she removes the splints on her, on her wounds. <laughs> So to like fair, her mom she is didn't just use like, them. No, she wasn't squealing with in pain. No, no, I'm just saying like at least she didn't like use the splints to like mm. I'll bury them in her eyeballs like Leah. She, <laughs> I was true. surprised. I was like, I, th- I guess she was thinking, hey, I got bigger fish to fry. I gotta go kill dad. We're going for a ride. Yeah, so. like there's this belief uh, with Jonah where you know Miranda can't be in on this. She's she's the normal one in her family. She's my right? little princess. Yeah, she's yeah. the princess. As you know, they're constantly talking uh, in Chinese to one another, kind of like throughout this movie. And um, he lets her get away with a lot more than the other kids. So like, mm-hmm. she gets to hang out with the adults. She gets to like stay up late. And keep in mind, she's what like maybe like nine. Like she's still really small. So, um, so it, it is like favoritism. And then maybe Polly didn't see as much as that because he's only been around for three years. So maybe that was going to come in later, but then definitely like favoritism, right? Playing favorites. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely like another like bad parent trait. So there we go. Like, I feel like the whole movie is just a bunch of like bad parenting, like stuff happening. And so then like, you know, the parents get killed by the, by the kids then. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. Although, you know, one thing we haven't talked about, which I was a little annoyed, was um, mm-hmm. the the ever-present two seconds worth of virus under a microscope scene, which is just, um, I I just, it's, it's so, like I was saying, like, I just think it's lazy. It's <laughs> I mean, lazy. how many times have we seen that, that scene mm-hmm. where it's like, somebody's sick, and yeah. then all of a sudden all you see look, look is- Look at like, how just... fast it multiplies. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right yes so yeah that was lazy lazy okay so anyway jonah takes off leaves his wife locks up casey so let's just say okay casey's doing all the shit in his mind so he locks her up and he takes off with miranda cool that works fine but he does leave everyone else behind elena's hurt and that's his wife leaves her behind he at this point doesn't know the kids are evil leaves them behind um at this point he doesn't know chloe's dead either like it just seems so weird that he just took off i don't know what was happening there did you catch any like or any indication that he was doing something on purpose like going for help or some shit or nope you don't get any of that you you only chalk it up to uh step douche (laughs) step douche indeed god damn yeah so of course Mm -hmm. you know two of the kids are still outside so you have leah and nikki who are uh looking to get back to the house uh, which, you know, just barricaded a little bit thanks to Casey a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. But uh, lo and behold, of course, since they have a cat, or used to, uh, former, uh, they go <laughs> Did through, you see how big that cat door was? They go through the cat door, like a court. That was a dog door, <laughs> sir. That was a dog door. And that's some lazy filmmaking there. I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have Casey who's basically crying out to her mom, who 
uh, is trying to pull herself up the stairs as the kids, you know, make their way inside and they're slowly stalking her, uh, essentially. Mm hmm. And she's trying to, like, send them off with, uh, like, a fire, a fire poker. poker. Uh, mm -hmm. but, but, you know, there's that moment where the kids catch up to her, and she's, like, holding out the poker, and she's just breaking out and saying, like, you know, she, she just, she can't. She, she can't do it. She can't pull herself to strike the kids or to kill them or just... Well, did she consider do. pushing? Did she consider pushing? I just feel that mm -hmm. maybe pushing should have been more of an option. Because uh, these two kids, which are, let me see, about maybe five and like seven or eight, like they're little kids too, right? And we got mm -hmm. Leia being the the little the littlest one, and then Nikki being maybe like seven or eight. I, and I might be wrong on those ages. I'm not very great on aging uh, children. But uh, so she basically gives up, right? She's like, I cannot hurt you. I, you are children. You're you're just much too cute <laughs> or whatever. But <laughs> I was like, but did she, you, she's on like a, a small rise. Right. So it's like maybe like five stairs. So enough for 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 her to create some distance if she were to just go boop and like push him <laughs> and then like, I don't know, live to fight another day. Like you don't have to kill him. But did we try pushing? So this is my whole thing with the movie. Did we did we try restraining children? Did we try pushing? No, no. It was always like kill or be killed. Mm -hmm. I just um, I it was. All, but yeah, give him the grand finale. So, you know, the kids catch up to uh, to Elaine at this point. And, you know, you have uh, the girl there, uh, Leia, who is like kind of like stroking the mom's hair. And Nikki mm -hmm. is looking to basically like stab her in the chest. But of course, you know, Casey doing her damnedest to like break free. Uh, ends up like breaking through the door. I'm gonna have to stop you there <laughs> because they're not going for the chest; they're going for the womb. Oh, they for are. The belly. That's right. That's right. Just like they did with Robbie for mm -hmm. some. I think it's just a weird fascination of like where do babies come from? Like, it doesn't have to be that particularly supernatural oh, yeah, right, or they evil. Have, like, that like that twig figure <laughs> that they yeah, made. like a baby they made out of twigs. I don't know. Yeah, so it looked like there. a little Blair Witch, basically. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a little tiny Blair Witch. <laughs> it was a twig person. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Casey breaks breaks out of the uh, the the bedroom that she was locked in, uh, and you know she's willing to fight back, right? Oh yeah, Casey's down to fight. She doesn't give a fuck. I mean, she might give a fuck, but yeah, you know, it doesn't mm -hmm. show. Yeah. So the the only restraint that gets shown by Casey is. After her mother basically begs her not to do anything more or anything more extreme, well, because there was no doubt Casey was willing to was fuck those Leia. kids up, right? Well, what she kills Nikki because she kicks through the bottom of the door, mm -hmm. and uh, and her mom's laying on the other side, and the kids are descending on her and about to cut her belly, like the knife is on the belly, and she kicks through the bottom of the door. Hitting Nikki, but then also creating a big shard, a wooden splinter, like a big one, the size of an arm, a small arm, a kid's arm, if you will. And then, boom, impales Nikki on it, which was also like, once you see those little bodies, like, go limp, like, it's really uncomfortable. Like, I can't stress that enough. Like, maybe I'm the only one that, you know, well, maybe, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but you know what I mean? Where it's like, maybe I'm a little bit of a softy because I was like, oh, no, there goes another one. And then uh, Casey comes out. Uh, at this point, Leia's at the bottom of the stairs, and she is about to to kill Leia with a knife. And Leia, again, is four. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then her mom begs her, like, no, 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 don't do that. And so then they just like walk out of the house and they get into a car and they drive out. But there's a pretty good last scene. That has a very bad continuation error in it. Uh, <laughs> which I'll get oh, into. yeah. Which one was that? <laughs> uh, it involves the ending of said, you know, this movie. Uh, but basically, you know, they, they drive off. They, they leave Leia behind. <gasps> oh, I know which one you're talking about now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I did not notice that. We're talking about okay. Leia. <laughs> okay, so Le- Leia's left behind. They drive off, mm-hmm. and they do end up finding Jonah's vehicle uh, further down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they stop the car. Casey goes out to to check on Jonah and Miranda, who you know was with them. Make sure you know everything's all right, and she finds Jonah on the side of the road, uh, like kind of like towards the right of, side of the car. Yeah, that was kind of neat. I didn't. I mean, I didn't immediately understand what I was looking at mm-hmm. because he's been covered by snow. Yeah, because it's been snowing, and so you just sort of see him like barely breathing, and he's just a mess, like. You, you can't even tell it's him. You just have to assume it's him because it's a grown man size lump on the side of the road mm-hmm. covered in snow with a really mashed up face trying to, you know, gasp for air. So, yeah, right. It's basically like a bloody snow cone because you can see the red. Like, yeah, oh, that's that's exactly right. Yes. But, you know, obviously he's breathing, so you can still. Uh, I mean, he's basically left for dead at this point in time. Uh, so, you know, that happens. And, you know, we see Miranda coming in charging at Casey and mm-hmm. what happens her mother steps on the gas and runs the little girl over <laughs> oh it, it she hits her and <laughs> Casey hits the back of the uh her dad's car and and then slids off of it leaving like a bloody uh you know smear on the back of of that car because she was hit by one car hits the back of another car so that one wasn't, at, I think the most gruesome one was, well, that was probably the Polly and Nikki ones, just because they get impaled on stuff. Mm-hmm. But and but then again, you don't actually get to see much of it. But just, you know, again, you, you get it. But yeah, so uh, uh, yes, and then the big ending. And we see more kids coming out of the woods. So, you know, maybe we're not as isolated uh, as we had once suspected, because uh Seems that uh, basically all of the kids have been infected at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as the childs emerge, uh, you see Casey and her mom basically getting back to the car. Mm-hmm. They're flaming. But not scene. before Casey throws up. Yeah, Casey vomits, gets back in the dun, car. Dun, dun. Her mom really doesn't think anything of it. And then, you know, Casey has that, you know, blank stare that we had seen from all of, all of the other yeah. kids. So it leaves you the question. At what point does the infection stop or like, is there a cutoff point for age? Because Mm -hmm. sure, she's not a child per se, but, you know, based off of, you know, how everything had, it went from, you know, the youngest to the eldest. So we can only assume that Casey is infected to end Mm -hmm. the movie. The mom does hesitate. Like she sees the kids outside and she's freaking out. And then uh, Casey like knocks on the window to be let in because at that point she's still, you know, a normal Casey. Mm-hmm. And her mom kind of thinks about it. And she was like, well, yeah, come in, come in, come in, come in. And then later while they're driving, you know, then she gets the dead eye look. And then, you know, like, oh, it's killer Casey. So are you talking when you talked about the continuation um, or continuity error? Mm-hmm. Was that because you see Leia out in the middle of the forest with the kids when we just left her in the house? It was and more, they drove. It was more when 
the, the direction that Miranda was running from when she gets run over. Because they didn't go on the same side of, like, where, like, oh, Casey yeah. Ashley was at the time. So she's like, wait, what? Like, no, that was an error. And she wouldn't have had enough, like, time to build up the speed to, like, hit her with the force that she did. She would have had to, like, crush her, if anything. But you know, let's not get gruesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I And then watching it the second time around, I did notice those little tidbits. So, like, one of them being where they're driving away from the house, their, uh, their radio in their car can't catch any stations. Did that happen before? Or did that sort of indicate, like, the whole world's going down, going to shit? Like, is, is is that what that meant? Because well, I, I kind of thought I maybe that's what like that meant. There were a couple of times where they did kind of have, like, that feedback noise kind of, like, sprinkled in here and there, but it wasn't necessarily mm. always the radio. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that was The Children, and um, I have to admit, I thought it was a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> Remember last week we were talking about it and I was super excited. I'm like, this movie's so scary. Oh my God. And uh, and first of all, the movie, you know, did have some really good scares in it, but I, I did think it was a whole entirely different movie about killer kids. But uh, I hadn't seen this one before, so I'm happy to see new movies I haven't seen. And um, the production value was really high and you got to appreciate, like, you know, I thought the acting was pretty solid. I thought it's it's pretty hard. I mean, and I meant that from the adults. And I not to put down the kids acting. I think they were fine. I just think to it, it's got to be really hard to get a lot of um, sort of uh, negative mm-hmm. um, uh, act, you know, like uh, aggressive acting out of kids when they're so little. I think, you know, they, they did as best as they could. But I don't know. I wasn't entirely happy with the movie, but eh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Yeah, this, this, what, what did you think? One of one of the primary reasons why I wanted to watch this one is because, like, I felt like we've had a good progression through this yes. subgenre where, you know, at first it was mostly, all right, it's more of a fractured relationship or things not quite what it appears to be. And there's more of a redeemable factor uh, in Goodnight Mommy. And right. then we wrapped it up to just kids that are just downright evil and just complete assholes where, you know, we do see a little bit of pushback or the ability for them to actually restrain the kids. Whereas this week it was like, you know what? We're not going to try that at all. We're just going to go outright and try to kill the the little bastards. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> so I like... just feel like, you know, I grew up with him in a big family and uh, with my extended family and with just a ton of little tiny cousins. Mm-hmm. And if they could get their hands on a rock, it was getting thrown. If they were, if they could get their hands on a sharp object, it was going to get flung around. You know, like it's, Kids are just going to act that way, right? I mean, you got to teach them not to. But like, um, you you know what you do? You like grab it out of their hand. You like, I don't know, like hold them back. So it's just, um, I, I just, uh, I, I was, <laughs> I just, I just could not buy it. I just could not buy not being able to deal with a four-year-old and an eight-year-old. <laughs> it's just, it's too much, T. It's too much. But like I said, you know, it was still Britain. It was still Christmas. So I'm okay. Yeah, but the lack of lamp throws definitely knocks it down <laughs> a, a peg or two in this case. <laughs> or big ass revolvers, <laughs> for fuck's sake! <laughs> now, bigger, bigger than the uh, the kid's head. That was nuts, and that was probably one of my the favorite. Like when he just yeah, that was one of my favorite things when when little Curtis pulls out this ginormous gun. And you're like, oh, the '80s! Mm-hmm. What a magical time! <laughs> yeah, when 
you can get a replica <laughs> weapon that looks just like the real thing. And then you can swap yeah. it out for the real thing, and your teacher will never know. Well, until she finds out, you know, the hard, the hard way. way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Any last thoughts? Is that it? Are we done um, with the children? I, I think we're done with the children for this week. Obviously, we still have... <laughs> One more I'm week so done with the children. To, to wrap up <laughs> our talk of killer children. Uh, so next I love, week, next yes. week we're doing uh, an even we're doing a throwback. I guess would be the best we're way to put a it. Throwback uh, to the mid 1950s with the Bad Ooh. Seed release in yeah. 1956, directed by Mervyn Leroy. Okay, so I'll be I honest, love that we're doing this. Though. I'll be yeah. honest, I've I've known about this movie for a very long time, mostly through mm -hmm. uh, like documentaries. Sure, because it's like it's it's the sort of quintessential mm -hmm. you know, killer kid movie. Yeah, right. So this is one I've never seen, and. You know, for me personally, there are a lot of black and white films, uh, even like classic Universal Monster in some cases, mm -hmm. that I really haven't sat down to watch yet. So, like, I'm really interested in seeing just the stylistic differences for, like, more of a throwback or a classic movie compared to some of the more contemporary movies that we have seen here as of late. But, you know, we we've had some more recent releases we've had some 80s now we're going to the 50s so you know i couldn't think of a better way to wrap it up I, and I, I, I know mm -hmm. like a lot of people do put this one in particular on more of a pedestal for this subgenre. so i'm excited so i'm trying to yeah this one um there's a similar one called shoot the children's hour so the children's hour isn't exactly the same uh um but uh, and and honestly, the bad seed. I think I might have seen it like I don't know, some twenty years ago. But um, the children's hours is similar in that uh, it's just a, a very intelligent, malicious kid mm -hmm. devices uh, different ways to to ruin people's lives, and um, it, it can be very successfully done. And so I'm really looking forward to watching this. Do you want to watch it on Tuesday? We can watch it together. No, you probably already have something for Tuesday. And you're like, I don't know if I like this movie. Well, <laughs> like, I, that's a no. I know for sure on, on Tuesday, we're going to be watching Fear Street 1994. Ooh. Okay, never mind. probably <laughs> another 90 slasher, which I'll figure out because we've already watched a couple of the main ones. Never mind. And I'm going to try uh, real hard but, to join But either way, game. so <laughs> just as a forewarning, like if you guys have been watching the movies along with us ahead of our episodes, this one is not available to stream for free. Most of the other ones have been like on Tubi or on Hulu or Prime. Uh, this one you can rent for like $3 uh, through like Prime Video Ooh. or iTunes and things like that. So uh, kind of a, a step out of our, our normal territory, but it's going to be worth it. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, but for now, that will do it for us here tonight on Handle with Scare. So everyone, if you can do us a solid, head on over to iTunes. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Leave us a review. Uh, you know, we still are getting adjusted to the new format. Obviously, we'll have uh, a new phobia to talk about here, which we'll uh, end up talking about a little bit next week when we reveal that along with our first title, which, uh, you know, you and I will figure out here shortly. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you're looking to contact our show, you know, we do have a couple of ways you can do, do that. You can email the show at handlewithscarepod at gmail.com. We also have our website at handlewithscarepod.com. And we do have our community Discord, which you can find the link in our show notes. 
Uh, and if you have Twitter, you can reach us there as well, at handle Whisker. Uh, but for now, you know, go enjoy uh, the Ethereum Film Festival, which is streaming on Shudder. Uh, it's like a little under two hours, but it's definitely worth checking those out for uh, some pretty interesting stories, some of which bear some striking resembl resemblances to uh, another recent movie. Because there is one that takes the uh, the premise of A Quiet Place in a slightly different direction, which was pretty good. Uh, mm. but, but outside of that, you know, if you're into all the trailer talk, you know, as I said, there's a ton of new trailers out this past week. That's exciting. Who, know, who knows what's going to drop tomorrow, you know? Seems like we're getting something just about every day. Uh, but for now, Holly, as always, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Look forward to next week when we talk about yeah. our oldest movie that we've discussed so far. And it might be available for free on an app or some sort of thing called TV Time. I have Roku TV and it sort of popped up. TV Time, everybody. You can try to check it out there. Good luck. <laughs> and if not, you can find it on iTunes and... Uh... Prime for, you know, two ninety nine or whatever the going rate is for the rental. But either way, should be a good time, and uh, that'll wrap up our killer kid talk. Unless we do a wraparound, which, you know, who knows? We're not there yet. We still got plenty of other phobias that we need to deep dive into here in the coming months ahead. Um, mm -hmm. But for now, Holly, you enjoy your week. Enjoy your four. You too. Hopefully no one blows off any fingers or anything like that. Uh... Because, you know, we we don't need that, right? No, I need all of them. You need all of them so you can uh, continue to write out your notes. Otherwise, you know, it might be <laughs> know, hard to uh, right? <laughs> hold a pen. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering where you're going with that. I'm glad it was innocent. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, we're not we're not venturing into, uh, you know, the sex talk a lot that the uh, the children did, right? No, we don't. Oh my God! No, we don't need to explain anything <laughs> to uh, our younger <laughs> listeners on on that front. <laughs> All right, T. I'll catch you next time. All right, everyone, have a good night. We'll see you next week.